Welcome to the Quarter to Three movie podcast for Justice League. My name is Tom Chick, and I'm here with Christian Mulrocky. Hi, Christian Mulrocky. I'm Tom Chick. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> and with a Justice League tagline, Kelly Wand. It's like the tire Ben Affleck was upset at in Batman v Superman, only less colorful. <laughs> wow. Such a great iconic moment from that movie. Kelly Wand, do you have other taglines? Finally, a movie that dares to ask, whose power's dumbest? <laughs> I got one more. Keep going. Worst Batman ever. Watch your backs, Kilmer Clooney and Wiley e. Coyote. Wait, Wiley e. Coyote played Batman? Yeah. He ordered a Batman suit from Acme and flew around in it. There was a Looney Tunes Marvel crossover? No. I don't know. Maybe they could have sued. But wait, First Warner all, Brothers is both. Marvel. Hello. Why are you saying hello? Marvel was, Marvel was owned by Warner Brothers way back then? No, it's not Marvel. Oh, DC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, Kelly One, we outed Dingus as being the biggest comic books nerd on this podcast. And as the person who heard what you said. What a, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Stupid Dingus. Listen to Tom. Well, Dingus, speaking of Marvel, why don't you tell the listeners what we did see this week? All right. Well, this week we saw Justice League. <laughs> we missed you, Kelly, a lot. I know. I missed you. It's dumb. A 2017 action, I'm sorry, a 2017 American action adventure fantasy superhero comic book sequel, fifth in the DC Extended Universe movie about an awesome woman who works with a bunch of children. It was directed by Zack Snyder. You mean Zack well, Snyder? Yeah. Let's tell the whole story, Dingus. <laughs> and written mm. by Chris Terrio and Joss sad. Whedon. But the IMDb page lists 20 writers credits so go oh. look them up if you dare i don't even know what fourth world created by jack kirby means just get one good one instead of 20 shitty ones my advice uh it, it's not that that many people did it's just like story by character created by character created by character created by uh, yeah. well so, the, the uh the actual issue too is like should joss whedon have gotten a directing credit because Zack snyder stepped down yeah right he did not. He got, a, uh, I think, a writing credit instead. Right. right. Maybe he asked for it. No, no, that's fine. Just give it to Zach. I think it's, what is this? Oh, no. Tell sorry, everybody yeah. that J.J. Abrams did it. They, they can't yeah. tell us apart anyway. Who's Josh in this Trank. movie, Dingus? Uh, Gal Gadot and uh, Kieran Hines and everybody else. Um, Justice League is rated PG-13 for sequences of sci-fi violence and action. No smoking in this movie. Nope. No. If you were Superman, couldn't you just smoke and it wouldn't hurt you? I mean, why not? Why just smoke? Who cares? Mm. That's true. And he uses his breath a lot. So if he inhaled um, carcinogens and then breathed them out, he could do more damage. He would never need to ask for a light. Does Wolverine smokes. <gasps> Wolverine smokes a cigar, yeah. doesn't he? And he yeah, can. He well, it. you don't inhale cigar. But still, it's not like he's going to get lip cancer or anything, right? Right. Well, not until Logan. Oh, right, right. Okay, spoiler, I guess. But uh, yeah. right. All right. So, Dingus. Uh, let's see. What else? So, uh, those are the only reading reasons that it's rated PG thirteen. Yep. Sci-fi violence and action. Unless Kelly Wand has something else to say about that. I well, would advise. Yes, uh, Kelly Wand. I'd say 
I'd caution parents, it's too boring for the postnatal. Um, and there are some scenes of Amber Heard not wet enough. <laughs> Maybe one scene, actually. But, uh, I, I was running the numbers while you were being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> must have, were, there were that many numbers? Wow. <laughs> Quoting uh, Ezra Miller there. Uh, no, wait, who says that? No. Whoever, whoever the, says uh, that. The cyborg dude, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that poor guy. All right. Uh, the numbers say 41 and 46. Hmm. 41 is Rotten Tomatoes. That's the percentage of reviews that are positive. 46 is the average rating on uh, Metacritic. The letters say B+. Plus. So Whoa. the people who decided on Friday night to go see Justice League, they came out of it, and they're like, yeah, sure, right, okay, B+. Plus. That's what they hmm. gave it. That's what people thought of it. Uh, it opened at number one with only $93 million. Uh, I know that that was disappointing in the studios. They were hoping it would break $100 million. Uh, it did not. It is not doing well. Hmm. And then it so, got beat by Coco every weekend since. Well, you know, it's Pixar. It's a, it's a lovable bullfighter uh, tale, right? No, that's for Ferdinand. <laughs> Stop uh-huh. it. Uh, all right, so Kelly Wand, I need some help understanding some what happened what? in this movie. Can you, maybe, can, can you maybe uh, break down the the events, the plot for this in an easily digestible, understandable form for me? I can't guarantee you it'll be easily. Well, then, Kelly Wand, give me what you got. Yeah, I'd like from you a synopsis of Justice League, and I'd like you to give it a snapping title. Justice League Opsis. (laughs) (laughs) You put about as much effort into this movie as Zack Snyder. Well, it has to go with the movie. All right, give us the Justice League Opsis. Some off-screen kids hassling Superman into being in his found footage movie. Hey, Superman! (laughs) My name's Jeffrey! La 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 la! Hey, dude, I know you gotta go rescue people from that fire across the street, but um, just a couple questions. Not for school or anything, I'll probably just delete it. Superman smiles, so his CG'd out mustache barely shows. Sure. Uh, uh, how many good Superman movies have there been since two? Also, uh, what's that thing on your chest? Not an S? It's Kryptonian for car keys. I don't own a car, though. Oh, I I thought your adopted mom sewed your costume, so I guess she knows Kryptonian. (laughs) We'll fix it in post. Uh, didn't really have a second question. Uh, oh, what's the best thing about planet Earth? Superman can't think of anything, so he just stares into space while the kid keeps filming his bland absence of thought. (laughs) Stan Lee streaks by naked in the background yelling, Excelsior bitches! I look over at the Wonder Twins sitting beside me and go, pretty sure I just saw three mustaches go by. Some shimmering, watery letters are all Justice League Opsis. Batman chases a humanoid flea onto a roof. The flea tricks him by Batman gluing him to a wall, puking and exploding into green goo. Batflex all. Alfred, you see how cheap that looked? It's obviously a giant scout. What a tough battle that was. Imagine taking on an army of those without an entire supergroup. In a headset room, not very evocative of bats, except for the wallpaper. Alfred's all. Just like the rest, Master Wayne. I guess this happens a lot. I believe it's connected to these doodles of penises and cubes and Eisenberg script notes that I'm holding up here for the camera. 
Behind Batman, one of the building's tenants opens a door under the rooftop, stares at him, and goes, You suck. Where's Superman? Dead, thanks to me. Some dinosaur. I think Wonder Woman killed it with a spear. Lois Lane dropped in some water. Hard to tell with Zach. <laughs> hey, uh, guess what Superman's stupid mom's name is? <laughs> the guy shuts the door and goes back inside. Some watery words say Justice League Opsis again. While on the soundtrack, a kid sings about depression. We cut to Superman's funeral, which I guess is happening two years later, even though it was already in the last movie. Lois is the only one who shows up. She sighs and raises a newspaper and reads its headline aloud. Superman dead still. Cemetery groundskeeper's complaints about rocks levitating from coffin at end of last movie possibly retconned. She dumps the newspaper in Superman's coffin, scattering the levitating rocks. A worm scowls up at her. Lois turns to ask Diane Lane, no relation, for a ride home just as Diane sticks her middle finger out the window and drives off. Some watery words are all, Justice League Opsis. <laughs> One last time. Diane Lane sells her farm that got destroyed in the last two movies and moves somewhere we're not shown. I guess a different farm? We see a montage of what the world's like without Superman. A cop arrests a bald Nazi for kicking some oranges, <laughs> while a kid yawns in slow motion from a doorway. <laughs> A bum with a dog sits on a sidewalk in front of a piece of cardboard on which is written, I tried. Slowly flips it over. On the back is written, to fit all these words on the front of this cardboard. <laughs> Some cardboard directed by Zack Snyder. Beside me, Joss Whedon's all, ha ha. Meanwhile, at a bank, some guys in white vans pull up and shoot at a bunch of people off screen. All the shots miss, but the people fall over anyway. The leader, like British or German, he's all, get those Indian kids against a wall. <laughs> the bank president's all, shit, he's got a suitcase, do as he says. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wonder Woman stands high on the arm of Gotham slash Metropolis's famous gold statue of a lady with scales and looks down to make, I guess, the... Uh, off-screen skylight of this bank. It's right <laughs> under the statue. What? She jumps into the bank, snags a guy in her CG rope, and goes, My magic rope has to make you tell the truth. Also, I guess you could also just not say anything. I have no answer for that. Who are you? It matters a great deal. <laughs> he says something vague about being part of a group. Really <laughs> not really that effective. She tugs on the rope harder. Buy hostages. Taking them is unheard of in bank robberies. Again, instead of answering, he giggles and goes, hey, you're too late. Four city blocks are about to explode while the world watches. Assuming this is being televised. My lifelong dream. She tries to make an expression. Then the suitcase guy tries to shoot a row of hostages. Dumbly, he tries shooting them starting from the left in the same order that Wonder Woman's running past them in and at the same elevation as her bracelets. Luckily, there's no ricochets. Good boy. Wonder Woman tricks suitcase guy by taking the suitcase up into an attic and throwing it up through the skylight, shattering the glass. So I guess she didn't enter the bank that way. And a police helicopter above, a sniper leans out and goes, okay, let's see. Uh, whoa, that long cloth's barely covering her. The suitcase arcs up into view beside him and explodes. The helicopter crashes into a building. The building slowly falls over onto Scoob McNary again. <laughs> 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 so 
an extended universe. A passerby is all, yeah, hooray for Wonder Woman. Woo! The suitcase guy stares at Wonder Woman and goes, why isn't Batman here? She's all, this, and bangs her bracelets, which makes some green CG. It kills all the kids, and the suitcase guy gets away as we cut to a horse riding through some wind. It's Batfleck. Nothing Bat-themed about the horse. He rides <laughs> Bar and goes, hey, you guys been getting fish from a merman? Aquaman, the only non-white guy present, yawns at him and goes, Ugh. Affleck looks at Aquaman, apparently doesn't recognize him from the footage of him stabbing a camera with his pitchfork from the last movie, and goes, oh, I may be a billionaire, but I'll only give you $25,000 if you let me talk to him, whoever he is. Aquaman looks around at all the senile extras and says in Dothraki, Looks like Julie here thinks this is Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> they all laugh at Momoa's acting. One of them, a blonde, <laughs> smiles at an old man's dying cough, then moves aside so Affleck can stare at some graffiti on the bar's wall of Aquaman shaking his pitchfork at a castle made out of CG weed. There's also scrawlings of a cube and a starfish and some drowning geishas. Batman's all, whoa, a box. Ugh, make it 24th up. Aquaman's all, get out, I hate curiosity. Batman's all, Tom says there's an MMO where you sell hats on the moon. Aquaman slams him into a nearby icicle. Batman's all, you must be the famous merman, Arthur Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting still naked beside me, Stan Lee's all, not even alliterative. (laughs) (laughs) aquaman stares at and says nothing batman's all i hear you talk to fish that's perfect since we're fighting space aliens aquaman's all ha and you dress like a bat why because you're blind and girls scream when you get in their hair (laughs) (laughs) batflip's all I used to dress as a devil for Marvel. Speaking of pitchforks. <laughs> on our wedding night, speaking of hair, Aquaman snatches up some guy's whiskey, takes a slug, and smashes it against the floor, irritating a cat. Ha! Bats! I'm the bad boy of water, motherfucker. I don't have anybody, except these old nobodies and their chalkboard here. Ever heard the saying, the strong man alone, strongest is? He walks outside and takes off his shirt and underwear. Batman. Uh pretty sure that's not a saying. Aquaman's all. Well, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. (laughs) Bat boy. Batman's all. You saying something's a saying that's not a saying doesn't mean you're wrong. Got it. Now I really want you. Hey, you ever hear Superman? He was on my team. Now he's dead. So you in? Aquaman's all. I don't care if the ocean dies. I still got my hat selling on the moon gig. Bad boy, bitches. I ain't your grandma's Aquaman. Fucking entourage. Look at this tattoo of a seahorse on my taint. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Batman's all. That's a cool speech. But what if the ocean boils from human beings destroying the ecosystem? Wait, I want you to help me save humans from aliens. What can I say? Aquaman's all. You wanted to direct the next one of these? You're out of your mind, bro. I like you. But not as much as I hate you. 
He crosses his arms like a vampire for some reason, then falls over backwards into the ocean with a graceful splash. We don't actually see him swim, but I guess it's impressive. <laughs> An old man walks out of the chalkboard bar and goes, Thanks, Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> you scared him off. Guess we go hungry this winter. Dick. <laughs> Batman's all. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. He stares into the water as it slowly turns yellow from Aquaman's passage. A couple tattooed poops bob to the surface. To celebrate his failure, Affleck gets on a plane and shaves. <laughs> Eisenberg must have drawn those boxes on Aquaman's old people's wall for a reason, Alfred. Too bad we can't just ask Eisenberg. From the airplane's headset restroom, Alfred's all, Why not, Master Wayne? He's in prison. Affleck's all, I'm done with annoying young characters. Alfred's all. Speaking of which, he hits scroll lock and goes, Barry Allen, also known as The Flash. I found him on the CW, Master Wayne, but he does visit his father. Uh, well, his power can't be less useful against exploding space fleas than Aquaman swimming. Hey, did you call Wonder Woman for me? Me? Call Paris? Fuck you, sir. Hit on them yourself. You don't be... I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they had to hire Jeremy Irons, Kelly. Damn Wayne. it! Yeah, he is an Oscar-winning actor, and I'm just Kelly. <laughs> Me, call Paris? Fuck you, sir. Hit on them yourself. Don't be a Kobe. <laughs> it's not even worth wow. it. I know. Affleck's all, I'm only interested in her skill tit. I mean, can we? He points impatiently at Alfred Zipper. Alfred's all. Speaking of which, Green Lantern called. He says aliens are his specialty, and his power would actually be per... Yeah, fuck you. What about Greek, that purple monkey? That's super friend, sir. Oh, wait, what's the difference? Forget purple. I found us a black guy. Genius IQ, football player. Best of all, he's dead. That's uh, great, Alfred. Yeah, I don't believe in raising the dead yet. Ah, Master Wayne. Remember when we murdered the penguin in the Keaton one? <sighs> I don't recognize this world. Alfred, I don't have to recognize this world. I just have to save it. <laughs> what? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have to recognize the things I, I save. Yeah. Write that down, Alfred. Perfect bumper sticker for the Batmobile. <laughs> As Alfred rolls his eyes and hits Alt-F4, to visit his dad in prison, John Cryer's Flash has to wait in line with the prisoners for some reason. A bald murderer standing behind him is all, Come on, fuckstick, hurry up. I want to see your dad, too. He's awesome. <laughs> Flash grabs a Sharpie from somewhere and quickly speed draws glasses and mustache on his face, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't feel it because it's so fast. Later, through the Midnight Express glass, Flash's dad is all, Son, I want you to stop bothering me by coming here so much. You don't even have a job. Jesus, you're also a terrible runner. He looks at us and goes, My name in the script is The Flash's Aunt May, by the way. Meanwhile, I'm <laughs> The fans were excited that he was in it, I bet. Meanwhile, in some black guy's office. Jesus, Dad, look at me. I'm half made out of CG. How'd this happen? 
Last night, all my rap lyrics were in MS-DOS. It's like I was Stefan Urkel, and now I'm turning into the dad's all, son, you listen to me. You're just like everybody else. You hear me, boy? Uh, you mind? He waggles his son's penis and plugs the end into his phone. The charging light comes on. Dad character, did you tell anyone at work here, Mom, that your son's turning into a robot? Nah, if we, if we just keep you in my office till you're 30, everything will work out. <laughs> the bell's all ding. Two slices of toast pop from his son's ass crack. Cyborg's all, I couldn't do that yesterday. Only Pop-Tarts. His dad's all, more like Pop-Farts. <laughs> JK, uh, you mind? The kid sighs and raises his arms as his dad starts fiddling around with his junk to make a cappuccino. A janitor comes in, looks at them, screams, and leaves. Meanwhile, a small cube invades Paradise Island. The Amazons take marrows at it and try and scare it off. Then just wait and do nothing till some CG emerges and turns into a guy with antlers and a wax face. <laughs> Zach seemed like he was on all cylinders. It's mom's all. Fuck, it's a... Uh... Steppenwolf? My son. What? Uh, I guess that's all we need to know. Steppenwolf attacks the floor with a medieval axe, which makes a bunch of his flea guys fly in and shoot lasers off screen. <laughs> the Amazons suck and lose horribly or bravely run away. One's all, seal the gates! If he teleported here, he probably has no answer for a stone slab. <laughs> Lemon and bikinis fail to hold up the slab while Wonder Woman's mom bravely skids under it and leaves them to their doom. She hands the cube to someone random on a horse and goes, keep it moving. <laughs> Chick's all, uh, we're on an island. Aren't you going to help? <laughs> then she rides off. Steppenwolf smashes through the gate by drawing an X on it with his axe. Then he flies around, takes the cube, annoys a horse, and bails. Wonder Woman's <laughs> mom's all, listen to me, Diana. <sighs> then instead of saying she shoots a fire arrow at the Lincoln Memorial. It burns down. <laughs> Wonder Woman hears nothing. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman's busy painting earwax into a giant statue of herself, which I guess is her day job. <laughs> Luckily, a TV's on behind her. An anchorman's all. And in custodial news, some crazy janitor's wife said this today. My Cletus is a provider, and now African-American robot aliens are going to probe his asshole instead of me? Thanks, Obama. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman visits Batman at his bat pewter. He's all... <clears throat> You look like you have exposition to say. My people, they called the villain in this movie Steppenwolf, Ender of Worlds, unlike the last movie's villain, Apocalypse, who was just the ender of this fun world. Wait, no, Tuesday. I think Apocalypse was the blue mummy in the X-Men. Who cares about the villain? Tell me more about these boxes. Oh, yeah, fascinating. <laughs> that Marvel's got nothing cube-shaped and mystical. <laughs> <laughs> they are known as three mother boxes they float from planet to planet but form their own unity they don't make power they are power totally different all the tribes of men side by legend allies from the gods themselves acting with their lives to lay Steppenwolf some say it drove him made I swore an alliance he did I mean but the darkness crumbled the earth and that it would turn his behind, the boxes were two together. So, just like in the Lord of the Hobbits, one was entrusted to the mermen, one to the elves, and the third box, with his mother inside it, was entrusted to someone else. 
Whoa, that explains everything. All right. <laughs> Something band back together. <laughs> Get it? Uh, looks like the doomsday button's a snooze clock. But don't worry, I got us buried out. Batman, no. They're asking people who can't act to live their risk. I know. <laughs> That's how what works. Nearby, Cyborg wearing a hoodie, so his three CGIs are still very noticeable. What? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile, Flash comes home to find Affleck sitting in his TV screen room watching music videos. Affleck's all, your suit's made out of space shuttles. Yes, well, I do competitive ice dancing. Affleck tries to murder him with a shuriken, so Flash agrees to hang out with him. <laughs> Batman's all. You got a personality that matches your superpower? Do I? What's brunch? Am I right? Is it breakfast or lunch? Hello? Breakfast? It's me, brunch. Come down to my office. You're fired. Lunch break. Brunch break. Fast. Click. Get it? Affleck dies. Flash is all. Okay, Affleck, what are your creative talents? I'm rich. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman meets Cyborg inconspicuously on a city street. Do not worry, I am the Wonder Woman. If I was going to attack you, I'd have done it by the lake. <laughs> Cyborg. Why don't you just talk to me then? And so... <laughs> Follow me. Weird. You are very gifted. Cyborg's hand falls off. He's all, yeah, gifts. At least the black guy in first class could turn into a gerbil. I lost someone I loved once too. So you know what I mean if you lost someone. Cyborg flies away. Meanwhile, Aquaman hassles a whale hunter, gets snot on his hand, steals some whiskey, smashes the bottle for someone else to clean up, then goes underwater where Amber Heard's staring at a cube. Stepping watch and attacks Atlantis. Just populated only by Amber Heard. Everybody throws. <laughs> Everybody throws CG at each other and tries to fist fight and kick each other underwater. <laughs> Aquaman sucks horribly and loses. Steppenwolf steals the cube and bails. Instead of giving chase, Aquaman swims over to the mermaid and doesn't say anything. She's all. I fought in some wars. Your mom existed. Is this my only... Mm. Well, now it's your turn to say something incoherent. Aquaman's all. Then I'm going to need some Davidiums. Steppenwolf and his hawk mosquito man attack a kid in a house. Then Steppenwolf puts a cube in some CG and goes, Yes, mother. My exile will come to an end. He strangles one of his own guys and goes, Find the last cube for unity and the dark side. Meanwhile, J. Jonah Jameson, now a character in the DC universe, stares at a kid's drawing of a mothman on a rooftop while Wonder Woman, Batman, and Flash all walk up and stare at each other. J. Jonah Jameson raises the crayon drawing of the Hawkman, gives it to them, and goes, This is the perp. <laughs> That was a great J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing how much dialogue really is from the movie. <laughs> After saying this is the perp, he looks at Batman and goes, you sure your team's strong enough? 
Affleck looks confused by the question. Eventually, he's all, strength wasn't really my focus. Well, chick's kind of strong, accent-wise. In my theater, Thor stands up beside me, sighs, and goes, Yeah, I'll be out in the parking lot lighting me farts if anyone would rather watch that. Half the audience <laughs> out, including Affleck. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Justice League invades a factory, although first they just stare for a bit at a chasm and talk about how impassable it is before just using their various powers to get across. Flash is all, wait, guys, I'm suddenly afraid of everything. <laughs> Batman's all, ugh. All right, I got the answer here. Save one. There. You're welcome. Not the hostages, I mean, not the enemies. At random. There. Okay. It's all the tactics we need to discuss for our first battle against this unknown opponent. <clears throat> he raises his bat phone and goes, Yeah, <clears throat> Alfred, I need the Nightcrawler. Or better yet, Wolverine. A bunch of stuff missionary Zack Snyder meant storyboard happens. A couple highlights. Batman apologizes for not having a sword and shoots CG at the walls. Flash hands Wonder Woman a sword and smiles, but she falls anyway and fights step by screaming at him. Cyborg somehow knows who Alfred is. Later. <laughs> Flash is all, hey guys, I just thought of a cool question to ask. What are we under? Catholics all, Gotham Harbor. Some water pours in, so Aquaman shows up and uses his hand to hold it back by grunting. <laughs> then he walks up to Batman and goes, Huh, dress like a bat. I dig it, bro. Forget what I said earlier. It's nice. <laughs> One woman's all. Now Steppenwolf only needs a final box of man. <laughs> Cyborg's all. My father thought this box could cause an accident. Now my superpower is this. His leg falls off. <laughs> Affleck's all. Cyborg, wait, that's it. What if you were stronger than a planet? The proton box has an amniotic chamber. We could use it to resurrect Superman. Then I wouldn't even need you losers. <laughs> you mean resurrect in a Gerald's game way? Superman alive again. Ugh, Batman, no. Come on, one. This is science behind your limits. Science without heart is just an empty diaper. But okay. They go grave robbing. The black guy do all the shoveling. <laughs> Luckily, Superman's grave isn't guarded. It also says Clark Kent on it. So I guess that secret's out. <laughs> no wonder he showed up. Then, since Flash is super fast, they make him wear an army uniform and drive a truck slowly to sneak themselves aboard the Kryptonian ship that's still just sitting around and constantly getting broken into every deceit. <laughs> they all walk inside. <laughs> they all walk inside and laughingly throw a picture of Kevin Costner into the sled. <laughs> Uses to sink fast enough. Really didn't get that part. But anyway, not, not that I disagreed with it. Batman's all, damn, the ship's turned off. Forgot about that. Hey, Paul, if I run really fast, maybe it recharges alien ship batteries. 
They drop the box and it falls in slow motion while Flash also runs super slow. They all watch in glazed suspense, even though it's supposed to be happening in milliseconds. Flash touches the cube and gets hurt, but no one cares. The box vomits some water and Superman, who apparently was buried shirtless in black slacks. In a shot that goes on for about five seconds, Aquaman holds his trident gravely and stares at the hole in the roof they just made. It's pretty interesting. (laughs) Superman wakes up on some steps. They all somehow get there instantly and gawk at him. A cop car in the background's empty, I guess. Cyborg dude suddenly slowly decides to shoot at Superman. Maybe it's not his arm. It's never mind. They all fight Superman and lose horribly until Alfred drives up with Lois. Alfred, I mean, Affleck. What's his fucking name? Affleck. Affleck. Ben Affleck? Batman? He's all. Damn it, Alfred. I told you to bring Mr. Mitzelplick. Lois walks to Superman and goes, Clark, I know. They're idiots. Let's go. Superman takes Lois to a foreclosure sign in Kansas. <laughs> Lois snuggles against him and goes, "Mm, you smell good. I guess from all the soil and embalming fluid. Meanwhile, at the Batcave, Alfred, go clean up the pantry. How many times I got to tell you? Do you talk to fish? The water does the talking, bro. Ha! Bad boy. (laughs) The water does the talking. Water does the talking. All right. Wonder Woman helps Affleck dislocate his shoulder. Then she's all, You've a right to resurrect Superman. That went great. I see now that I've been reacting, not leading. But leaders get people killed. I thought I was needed. But to say to people, This is your fault. They're all stink tracker. If they get through the night. Meanwhile, Superman makes Lois Lane look at some corn. Lois. (laughs) So what was the afterlife like? Costner and Snow again? Superman's all itchy. Superman, you were right to hate me. I wasn't Lois Lane, dedicated reporter. It's okay. I don't expect a lot from you. But don't worry, I'm back, so the movie shouldn't last much longer. Hey, guess what Batman's stupid mom's name is? (laughs) Okay, well, I feel like we're caught up. Go play with your friends. And no dying this time. Idiot. But if you do, I get the exclusive. Diane Lane drives up and stares at Superman in horror. <laughs> she starts. <laughs> no. No. Is it really you? No. Why, God, why? I was so happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steppenwolf stares at his box collection and makes a dome of Vecto-Spain's CG that starts annoying people. He's all, Ha ha ha! The mother of hoarders! Great! I'm amazing! Meanwhile, the Justice League gets in a plane and flies around. Cyborgs. <laughs> Cyborgs all. Okay, I got a fix on Steppenwolf's magic boxes. They're in Bazaar Naz in Russia. Guess it's uh, DC Sokovia? Affleck's all. Wait, that's it. If we positronic the boxes' circumference fields, it should quasi-mercurize the phlebatic tech. 
They attack Steppenwolf's dome by flying to it in the plane and shooting at it until it breaks. <laughs> 20 riders. Batman outwits the people by driving his Batmobile around and going, ah, Come after me, you damn insects! <laughs> Alfred turns on a dumb siren. The insects reluctantly chase Batman, shaking their fists and exploding into green goo. Their signature attack. Alfred, sir, we didn't think this through. Batman's all, you're right. Go away, you damn insects. I give up. Aquaman's all, he won't last three minutes. Wonder Woman's all, then let's use them. No, I I said he wouldn't last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people. Bunch of random shit happens. Eventually, the Batmobile's all, critical damage. Batman's all. Yes. The Batmobile's all. To me. Batman's all. Son of a bitch. Indeed, Master Wayne. Dumb of us to forget to bring Superman after all that, huh? (laughs) Aquaman's all. Huh. We brought a woman, but don't give them the vote. He uses his pitchfork to spear one of the mosquitoes. It's pretty much his only move. Then Wonder Woman saves him from some rocks by raising her shield so the rocks fall on both of them. Steppenwolf saw. You guys are awful. By the way, I don't believe in truth. Suddenly, Superman swoops down and goes, I vaguely believe in truth, but I also believe in justice. <laughs> American way. I don't know. He looks at Batman and goes, what do we need to do? I have amnesia. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Stop that from destroying all life on Earth. <laughs> A civilian's crying. I better go save it instead. Bye. He and Flash race each, other, race each other inconclusively for the first time, and Superman carries a building somewhere while some kids watch tiredly. <laughs> Superman and Cyborg tear a cube in half while Steppenwolf's off screen, I guess. Then Superman lays down and goes, Whew, I want to die. Cyborg's all, My toes hurt. How does physics work? Wonder Woman shakes her head fondly and goes, I work this children's. <laughs> Superman yawns on Steppenwolf's axe and Wonder Woman breaks it. So Steppenwolf shits his pants, which makes the mosquitoes attack him, which makes him go into some green CG, but he forgets his hat. <laughs> Sight works all. Booyah! They all stand there and do nothing while flowers grow from the CG. Superman's all. Glad I didn't miss this visual effect. Wonder Woman's all. So am I. Batman's all, now she's glad, bitch. Later in Kansas, Superman and Batman watch as they make the women carry all the boxes back inside the farmhouse. (laughs) Since they're back, I guess it's back in Gotham, Metropolis. Batman's all, I bought the bank. I just couldn't afford movers. Meanwhile, in jail, Flash shows his dad a piece of paper that says he works in a crime lab where his super speed will be truly useful. His dad's all, son, I'm so thrilled. Being in prison has endeared me to law enforcement. Meanwhile, in a grassy field, Lois Lane scrawls a new front page headline to drop into Superman's now empty coffin. Her brain's all, darkness is the absence of light, but the light always returns to show us home, family, and things entirely new. It challenges possibilities and when not to. The light comes out of the shadows and seems to swallow all hope, but these heroes were here all the time. All you have to do is look up in the sky because the ground is hopeless. 
After some work tells who designed the shape of the boxes, the Flash races Superman for brunch. Excitingly, we don't get to see who wins. The end! <laughs> Kelly Wan, you didn't stay for the real ending. Oh. Kelly. I, I had to pee. What did you, I miss? You missed Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, no! And Deathstroke. Or what? Death, yeah, Deathstroke. Slade Wilson shows up. I thought Deathstroke was uh, Kelly Who in the X-Men. Oh, wait. Who's the guy? I think it's Deathstrike. I don't That's know. Deathstrike. Sorry. It's the Deadpool counterpart. What I don't know yet. Yeah, well, Kiernan first thought it was Deadshot, but then he found out it was either Deathstroke or Deathstroke. That's Suicide Squad. Yeah, 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 yeah. At any rate, Kelly Wan, you missed the – that's the whole point of the movie. Oh. Well, that explains why I didn't understand the point of the movie. <laughs> what happened? I think it's – go first. What's a movie that's better than Justice League, a movie that's not quite as good as Justice League, and what's your overall opinion of this movie? All right. So I went with movies uh, with CG that hides characters instead of actually revealing them. Uh, which is a huge um, pet peeve of mine. So uh, movies with like swirling brown, gray, blue, whatever miasmas of CG that just seem to hide what's interesting about a character instead of something like, say, the Avengers, where the CG actually reveals how great the characters are. Um, so uh, the over, I would put X-Men Apocalypse, uh, which Kelly Wanda already brought up, mainly because... Uh, I would much rather watch anything with Quicksilver in it than watch The Flash do anything. Um, even in that movie, at least Quicksilver redeemed it. Uh, I, they were trying so hard to make Flash funny, and they say, "Oh, they were trying oh, so hard." Um, but uh, there's nothing that that comes close to the stuff that Quicksilver does in, in either a days of future past or apocalypse. So I would put apocalypse over this under this, I would put uh, transformers the last night, <laughs> which just has a bunch of CG hiding characters. I think. That could be an under for every movie. It could be. Uh, I hated this thing. I thought this was horrible. I thought this was absolutely horrible. Well, my favorite quote from this movie is, was at the beginning or actually right before the movie started. Uh, I leaned over to my son, who I was seeing with, and I asked him, do you remember what happened at the end of the last movie, just to sort of reset him, because I actually watched the last you know, movie again. Um, not Wonder Woman, but uh, Batman versus Superman. And he goes, yeah, Superman died at the end of the last movie. And, you know, and then, the, then there's dirt rising. Um, yeah. And then Kieran goes, actually, I think that was the, t- the original title of the first movie. It was Dirt Rising. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, Our little boy's so, growing up so fast. Yeah, so I thought his idea of Batman versus Superman Dirt Rising was uh, was a great title for that movie. Yeah. Kelly Wand, what's a movie that's slightly better than Justice League and one that's not quite as good? I guess my over Suicide Squad, which I didn't like that much, but it was definitely... It had parts that I enjoyed more than this, and it was supposed to be dark, and I found those characters kind of interesting, and it had at least one breakout performance. I thought Margot Robbie was really good at it and interesting to me. Um, and my under is Fantastic Four, the, the Josh Trank one, because it's like this, but worse, and... <laughs> I don't know. The thing that I hate about the DC movies, and they, it seems very consistent going all the way back to, what was the first one? Man of Steel. I forget when they decided to like, la- like try and compete with the Marvel 
universe. But all their movies and from the trailers onward, it's like you're in this church and you can't make fun of the characters at a certain degree. Like there was a trailer for Man of Steel where Lois Lane's talking to Superman and she's like, so are you... And then there's like this beeping sound over the word Superman. And they do that all the time. And in the trailer for this, it's like, are you sure your team's strong enough? And then Affleck just smirks like, huh. And we're supposed to think, oh, the Justice League's so strong. That's such a funny line. And then Flash sees the bat signal and goes, oh, the bat signal, that's that. He doesn't even say a joke, but we're supposed to go, oh, it's the bat signal. It's so cool. They're making fun of it a little bit. like, But it's not. like Compared to Thor Ragnarok, where they okay. just rocked everything. And they yeah. like anything's on the table and they can make they can joke about anything. DC won't do that. It's like they're very reverential. And it's just like, oh, these are you can't we don't want it to be too funny because these are very serious things. But it's Superman and Batman and all these goofballs and fucking dumb costumes. And Marvel just embraces that and wants us to laugh and enjoy ourselves. And DC's like, no, this is this is serious business. This is, this is real drama. This is hardcore. This is like Greek tragedy. And Zack Snyder is, I think, one of the biggest purveyors of that. Like, he just can't be funny. Everything's got to be super somber. So I get the sense that Whedon came in and they neutered him as much as they could. Because I think I read something like in the first fight at the beginning where Batman's chasing that first moth. He, Whedon wanted like a a way funnier cut with funnier dialogue. And then they shit canned it because they were like, no, because the rest of the movie's not funny. So forget it. And also it's not dramatic. So they kind of... So he was bummed about it. And that's the problem with the movie. It's just there's no fun to be had. It just feels very um, lumpy. Mm -hmm. And I hated the characters. They're really boring. They're boring as shit, all of them. I don't even get why Cyborg, like why I'm supposed to care or what his power. That's another thing, too, about the DC heroes. I don't even know what their powers are. If you can't even (laughs) tell me that, you really fail. Like any of the Marvel heroes, I can tell you what they can do, what they can't do. Although the Hulk jumping out of a plane and turning into the Hulk as he falls is maybe a little. That's where I was like, is that a new thing now? I don't remember that happening in the comics. But like Wonder Woman, can she fly? Is Cyborg? He doesn't know his powers himself. It's it's just I like anything can happen. There are no rules, and I don't know what this villain's trying to do or why. I don't know where these cubes were. I don't know why Batman's not at the bank or beginning. None of the speeches make any sense. There's no emotion. Ah, fuck this movie. I'm done. Tom, thoughts? Uh, my over, I'm just going with the, the uh, long descent of Zack Snyder into this, this morass of, of CG junk without any meaningful characters. Uh, I still I, I have this weird fondness for Sucker Punch, and I think it's the beginning of the end for him. Because Sucker Punch is so incredibly incoherent. But at least there's some of his visionary stylings, and at least he's got four very – well, three very compelling actresses uh, helming it. And he knows how beautiful they are, and he knows how to highlight them, and he knows how to make it look like they're graceful and majestic. And he just moves them around in different wacky set pieces, and he puts covers of famous songs to what they're doing. And it's nonsense, but it still kind of works. And I, I, I saw – a little bit of that attempted here. So I'll, I'll put this under Sucker Punch, but over Batman versus Superman, where I think this is clearly a course correction after that, and I presume a studio-mandated course correction based a lot on what we've read. And Kelly Wand, you you mentioned it did sound like Joss Whedon was clearly brought in to, to bring some levity to this. Uh, unlike you, though, I think I saw some points where they're willing to make fun of themselves and willing to let Joss Whedon be Joss Whedon, but yeah, it's not rumor. enough, and it doesn't go with the groundwork the that's laid. 
Right. I mean, yeah, this thing is just it's a it's a mess of course correction, and there's nothing consistent here. Uh, any little funny moments don't have any connective tissue with anything else. They might as well be little uh, outtakes. Uh, I think the the only really successfully funny thing uh, was Aquaman sitting on Wonder Woman's rope, and that was that was largely due to uh, I think Jason Momoa has an odd sense of comedic timing that works. Yeah. Like Jason Momoa can be funny. Uh, and I'm not sure that anyone else in this movie can. Even poor Ezra Miller. I like that kid yeah. a lot. And they just expected so much of him. He's, they're trying to make such, him into Spider-Man. With such terrible writing. Yeah, they're trying to make – I mean they're, he's the comedic – Right. It's a comedic relief, and it, it just the, the jokes aren't funny. The, no. the, the script is so awful all around, and even you can see the parts where where it's clear that Joss Whedon wrote something, and they used yeah. it, but it doesn't work because Joss Whedon – you can't just drop pieces of Joss Whedon into Arbitrary. Zack Snyder crap yeah, yeah. And, and expect it to work. And some of the writing in this is just terrible, even, even where it could be funny. Um, you know, what is it like being dead? Itchy? Who wrote that? What does that mean? That Who me? thought that was good? Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, I think that was supposed to be a joke, but nobody shot it like it was a joke. I don't think that Henry Cavill said it like it was like a joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, why give a joke like that to Superman? Um, yeah, it's just a colossal mess, and it, at least it was – it had over Batman vs. Superman attempts at levity even right. if they failed. And Affleck looks suicidal in this movie. He can't handle a single joke. No. Who did he play? I don't think he – Ben Affleck was in this? He is. <laughs> Which Good character God. was he? <laughs> I mean he, the accountant was livelier. I don't think you guys are – I don't think he was in this. You, ben Affleck. Casey Affleck's brother was in this? I and he's the so. leader. Your leader is that guy. No, I don't – You're following him. Yeah, you're thinking of someone else, Kelly Wan. That's That's not correct. Dude, and Alfred, <laughs> I, I will say there's one. Okay, here's my other funny moment where Superman says, "Oh, I know you didn't resurrect me because you like me." And poor helpless Ben Affleck slash Batman was like, "Well, I don't not like you." And they didn't even let him finish the line. Yeah. And he was so hapless. Yeah. And that's so perfect for what for how Affleck is involved in this as an actor, uh, yeah. as a yeah. creative person, his yeah. character. Like, I, he's stuttering to try yeah. to correct some comment that he kind of objects to but doesn't know how to deal with. And it was a, it was a weirdly genuine funny moment. Uh, <laughs> and I think on accident, kind of. Well, I yeah. don't not like you. <laughs> that was yeah. cute. That was like not being asked to the prom or something. That was a little adorable moment that accidentally worked. Uh, it felt human, and there's not much of that in this. It, it felt it felt human, and it felt like this is kind of has yeah. It felt like this yeah. is this is the most honest thing that Ben Affleck has done right. in, in years is to say right. that line uh, to be rejected by, by a guy who's not as famous as him. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that he does project a certain amount of inadequacy that you yeah. hadn't seen Batman do before. Exactly, uh, yeah. and he feels but, totally inadequate in this movie. <laughs> I got to make a super group because I can't cut the mustard anymore. But he doesn't, well, he seem doesn't to be- have any superpowers. He's like, I'm rich, which is cool, but uh, I'm going to bring back the guy I k- got killed. Yeah, and- it's all his but- fault, and he doesn't seem to be owning up to it. And then, and then when he, he suggests that they bring him back, he's like, I hope you idiots know what you're doing. Well, you're yeah. the one who has the idea. I know. Right. And he's lecturing Wonder Woman about leadership. So I have to call you guys. I mean, I know you guys liked Wonder Woman, but did, did, I just thought again she was just terrible. And like she's a beautiful oh, smile, God. and that's it. 
I, no, are I you thought guys she was the best. The... I thought she was the best part of this movie, and all that stuff with her riding the horses around on that island, uh, and uh, all that lasso stuff with the box is dumb as that Gal box. Gadot? Because... That wasn't her though. No, the mom. No, it's not her. It's it's all the all the stuff with the Amazons. Dingus so, likes the I ladies. Was, he's saying. I was yeah. I was most interested in all of that stuff, and I was most interested interested when she was on screen. And when she says, "I'm just dealing with children," I'm like, "I know what you mean." I wish it were more of you because I, I just loved her so much. I, and I do. I mean, I understand that you don't like her, but uh, I, I think that the best stuff is her. Well, it's not that I don't like her. I just think she's out of her depth in this. Like she can't she well, can't deliver what I think the, the character requires. But so are they all. So in a way, she does fit in. Like, <laughs> Who do I want? Let's see. Is there anyone I want to defend? Yeah, I can't think of – no, no one. Oh, you know, here, here you go. And I think he should have played Superman. Uh, Billy Crudup looks great. You know what? Let him be Doesn't Superman. I, yeah, I loved him really in his cool. one little scene. He's so earnest. It's like his character in Alien Covenant. Like, let him yeah. be Superman for Pete's sake. Uh, Wait, who is he in this? Billy Crudup is dad. Flash's dad in the in the Midnight Express. Oh, movie, that's him? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if that's who your that's your poll for who's good in the movie, Flash is dad of that. Do you, know, you guys remember he's being dragged away? You know they have their their first meeting together, and the guard's like, "Okay, uh, your time's up," and he drags him away. Um, and he he says he he yells something at his son. Do you know what he yells at him? No. What? So I don't know. Something like stop coming here. Well, he's talking. He's telling him not to come here, and and then it sounds like he yells, "Don't be gay." And and I, I just thought, what did he just say? Like don't uh, like don't forget. Maybe maybe that's what he said. Don't and my son gay. leaned my son leaned over to me and said, "What did he say?" And I said, "I don't know. I thought he said don't be gay." And my son went, "I thought he said that too." I mean, huh. it was if the dialogue in this movie is so dumb yeah. that you have to sort of fill in a lot of the the gaps. I can't understand it. Yeah, you can't. Nothing follows. Nothing makes any sense. So don't be gay would be just as logical as anything right. else anybody says in this movie. Like, you know, yeah, you smell good. Right. Did I smell bad before? I mean, I, Amber Heard I, I did not, I did not need to have – like I did not need to ponder how Superman smells. That is really not something that I needed in my brain. Right. You will never forget it now. What about Amber Heard, Kelly Wan? I, I didn't realize that was her until afterwards. I was like, oh, there's a fetching young actress. Who could that be? That's the thing. Afterwards. It's everything so slapped together. It's like Marvel – was methodically introducing characters like very like now Thor's coming in and now we're going to do the Avengers because you know who all these characters are and this just like vomits out Aquaman Cyber like all these people we've never heard of we don't know anything about them and then we just get speeches like Amber Heard going I knew your mom like we fought in the wars and then that's it and you're like okay wait Aquaman's name is Arthur Curry is he like I thought he was born is he was he born underwater is he a mutant why does he have a secret identity? Why is his name Arthur Curry? Why does he use that? He never comes up, up to the surface except for those Eskimos. He goes, hi, I'm Arthur Curry. It's so – I don't get why they – the things they leave out and the things they leave in, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He also Where, works as a librarian apparently somewhere. Is he? I, that I have no idea. Uh, and it's like, then they're going to do the Aquaman movie later. Like, wouldn't it make more sense to start with the Aquaman movie and and like see what works and what's like? You're just putting all your money into this basket, and look what happens. Well, it's the a garbage. problem is that everybody's powers are just Random. meaningless because yeah. of well, they're meaningless because when Superman comes back, <laughs> so 
you were, you have a guy who runs super fast. Well, Superman can run just as fast. Okay. He's stronger than everybody. He could probably hold his breath underwater as long as Aquaman. Maybe he can talk to fish too, or he could burn them with his eyes. I mean, anything any of them can do, he Superman can do, can do just as well or better. And Green Lantern, Green Lantern is a member of the Justice League, I thought. He was the briefly fact- there. You got to see him. There's a little yeah. Green Lantern appearance. For a second, yeah. Why yeah, is yeah, Kelly Wan, did you miss it? Yeah, I did. In the battle scene. So it actually it made me think of uh, there. it's that description of in the Atlanteans and the moon people and the gods fought together against Steppenwolf. Like it was the backstory that I think is an example of Zack Snyder completely losing it because this, this newcomer from New Zealand gets given a Thor movie and he makes a spectacular brief right. backstory visual about yeah. the Valkyries. And that's yeah. amazing, and it was it was just so well integrated in the rest of the story, and it gave this one character meaning, and it looked epic. Yeah. And Zack Snyder just creates this big mess, and it Visionary. looks like a yeah, it looks like a some half-assed Lord of the Rings flashback or something yeah. where they're fighting Steppenwolf, yeah. and Green Lantern does a couple of tricks. Oh. Uh, He's in that yeah. thing, and well, that makes even less sense than that he's not in the rest of the movie. I know, yeah, like, exactly. Where is he? His it's, ring comes off and flies off into space. You didn't see that? Oh, that's, I guess, why I thought of Lord of the Rings, right, because he loses his magic green ring or whatever. Yeah. And then presumably Ryan Reynolds finds it at some point. So what What was the deal at the end? Jesse Eisenberg well, – you don't know Kelly Wong because you didn't even see it. Uh, so Jesse Eisenberg hires like a, a, a vigilante to kill super – what is going to no, go on he, with No, there? he says – we're gonna we, make our we own. Should league. Have a league. We no. We should have a league of our own. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gina Davis. Yeah. 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 So he's going to get his own non-justice league. Or who was that actor, league. by the way? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I, I, I got the sense that they were trying to hide him from him, us so they can cast whoever they want later. <laughs> I thought <laughs> he took off wanna... his hat. You could see his face. Maybe not. He, okay. He did, but I don't know. Luther's see. supposed to be a genius, and he didn't do anything smart in Batman v Superman, so it doesn't make any sense that anyone would listen to him now. He's he's zero for one against. Well, Kelly Wan, he's himself. escaped, and he has a really nice boot. How would he get out? Boat. Um, well, he um, put in someone else. Like he, the guards are going to get him out of a cell. And they're walking up behind a bald-headed guy, and the guy turns around, and whoop, it's not Lex Luthor. He got out. He was uh, uh, substitute, uh, 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 substitute in here. And then maybe. he's on a boat, and uh, a boat. Slade Wilson comes and says, hey, I'm going to help you. And Lex Luthor, as Dingus pointed out, said, yeah, let's have a league of our own. There was a Superman novelization of Superman 1 called Son of Krypton I read when I was a kid that had nothing to do with the movie. And there's this, there, I remember a scene in the novelization that was fascinating to me where Lex Luthor's in prison and he has the guard bring him a pad and pen. And he's always in prison because of Superman. And then there's like he's thinking, he goes, if he, he can make a bomb from the pen ink that would blow a hole in the wall and he could get out of prison. But he's not going to do it because he says then the next time he's in prison, they won't give him his pen. And paper, so he's like gonna not do it, and that was like ah, that's that seems like something a, a genius would do. He's like he's thinking that far ahead and knowing he's gonna lose to Superman again and being like, kind of okay with it. Kelly Wan, you know what that is? You've experienced writing. Yeah, <laughs> someone actually wrote a character in that little yeah. vignette. Yeah, and contemplated what those characters would think about and right. what they'd be like, as opposed to itchy. <laughs> so like, why did, the, aside from not liking or not. I, I keep saying not liking, but you don't think Gal Gadot is up to playing Wonder Woman. What do you think of the character? Because, you know, we had one person write in this month, uh, this week. It was Chris Markitson, 
who titles his uh, email just A League. <laughs> ah, I get it. Right. Um, yeah. And he says, maybe nobody who worked on Justice League outside of Gal Gadot and the Amazons, now with less clothing, watched Wonder Woman. What a waste of time if you were hoping for something of substance from the character. And when did she pick up Flash like super speed over short distances? Did they forget her fairly normal run across No Man's Land in her movie? So do you think the character worked? Even if you didn't particularly, if, even if you don't particularly think Gal Gadot can flesh it out, well, that that actually is the best thing that Gal Gadot has going for her in this movie. Is there's nothing? I mean, it's not this time. It's not necessarily her fault. I mean, what are you going to do? Nobody looks good, right? This stuff, and nobody can do anything in this material. And her poor, like the, the the speech she has with Cyborg about is that who she talks to? Oh no, she talks to Batman about. She talks to someone about loss and someone about leadership, and none of that stuff works. And it's not necessarily because she can't handle it it's just because it's terrible um so i yeah. i you know i can't blame her i do think though that you know like jason momoa looks great and he's got a great swagger and mm-hmm. i can't say that for anyone else here Arthur like Curry, a- motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um well gal gadot's lines could have been said by anybody though yeah. That, that's exactly it, Kelly. One is you could give those lines to Flash. I mean, right? Exactly. Like, there's nothing unique about her, and they do occasionally. I think there's two moments where they have her, and actually, she is pretty bad with these moments where they have her supposedly thinking about Steve Trevor or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, where she's supposed to think yeah. remorsefully back to the man she's in love with, which was how she resolved her battle with Ares or whatever. Like, you can tell they're supposed to be emotionally heavy moments. And she's supposed to use those to – yeah, exactly. And they're just kind of whatever. But in um, Avengers, you can tell who's talking. Like if you see a, a Tony Stark line, you know it's him even if it right. doesn't see his name by it. And that's well, why all, DC doesn't get that. They yeah. don't get that. They're also clear, distinct characters in the Avengers. They have clear, distinct powers. This personality the CG, is the CG reveals those powers. Right. It doesn't hide them and hide the characters from us. It reveals right. them. It, it's it's a clean it's it's clean it's a clean movie without being light and airy. It wants you to like it, and this these movies they they sort of seem to take in our like it's like they take for granted uh, the fans wanting to see it. You know what I mean? Like they'll know who it is, right? Well, they I, yeah. I mean, I really it's clearly this is this is just a, such a such an example of a, a studio made movie. Like there's uh-huh. no creative vision. And I think Snyder, uh-huh. I don't know if he just doesn't have his heart in it. Like obviously with sucker punch, he was wanting to do something like sucker punch is just weird enough that, you know, it's not the product of studio notes, but you see something like Batman versus Superman. And now this, and it's just clear that all of this is stuff that people in boardrooms thought should be in the movie. And even when they bring Joss Whedon, it's sort of like, okay, he has to like sit in a conference room and probably yeah. come up with a funny Joss Whedon line. Don't be too funny. Don't right, be right. Too and they approve it, and then they plug it in at the right place. And it, like I said, it has no connective tissue. It doesn't belong. It doesn't fit. Yeah. It just feels like a little something that Joss Whedon wrote, and producers stuck it into some place. Yeah, of course. Uh, That's the thing, because Thor Ragnarok, the thing that I loved about that movie is they just went, like, wait, what was the director's name again? Taika Waititi. Like, he just went, fuck the last two movies. Who gives a shit? I don't care right. about continuity. Thor's now this. Fuck it. This is Well, better. there was this sense of auteur. Taika Waititi has this, like, like, he's not an auteur like Scorsese, but there was a sense that he had a voice. 
And right. his voice came through in yeah. that movie, and as his sense of humor. Uh, and there's no, even the Joss Whedonisms in this just feel distilled and sterile. Yeah, and like like they were. I, and after and it's after Batman versus Superman. Like I can see where in in Zack Snyder's defense, like they were like, okay, you totally fucked this up, and Marvel's kicking our asses, so you have to make Justice League this and this and this now. And he's already like half done with it. He's just right. like. I mean, it's like Peter Jackson just, having to do Hobbit movies, and right, it's exactly like that. That's the perfect analogy, and it's it's just it destroys you, and there's just nothing left to give. And then they hired Joss Whedon, and then just basically put him into the same corner. Right. Well, I think I think what they lack, and I think this is something we talked about, uh, I don't know, several Marvel movies ago, is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has one one overlord, who, and it's Kevin Feig. Feig. I don't know how you right. say his name. Who I think basically has a has creative control and a huge creative vision and an enormous amount of power because of how well the first Avengers movie did, and the directors that he swaps out sometimes work, sometimes don't, but he has the power to pull those people in, pull somebody like, and he can get somebody like take it away TD to do, you know, you do your vision, I trust right. you. I yeah. know what you can do. I trust you. You're going to do it. Stay out of your way. Everybody else, get the fuck out of the room. And mm-hmm. he's done that time and time again. And I don't think there's anybody who is in control of the DC no. extended it's universe, rudderless. whatever totally they rudderless. call it, who has that kind of – who is the captain of the ship. And I think there's a captain of the ship in the Marvel Universe who handles those things. And I think it's Kevin Feige who is taking care of those things. And – He's really the director of the whole thing, and he knows how to put people into the right slots. doesn't always work perfectly for everybody, and that's fine. Um, but by and large, based on the whole sort of dome of what he's doing, that works. And there's nobody like that for this. This It's just a mess. It's a whole freaking mess. Yeah. And as Marvel's ramping it up, too, so it makes him look even stupider. Like Thor Ragnarok came out right before this. Like, that hurts. <sighs> That's painful. And it's painful. painful. Yeah. I mean, watching Thor Ragnarok, you know, which we all loved, and then seeing this humorless piece of crap right where they afterwards. where they're trying like, like, like I don't know. It's like Tom Hanks and Sally um, Sally Field trying to do stand up. Yeah, punchline. In, in punchline, it's like you guys just come on, don't you know, don't make Ben Affleck like, make 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 jokes. He can't he can't do it. Like the Steve Martin Pink Panther after watching Peter Sellers Pink Panther. Although I know you guys aren't fans of the Peter Sellers ones. But uh, I'm a fan of Peter Sellers. I'm just I don't care for that movie. The Steve Martin one. And I'm a fan of Steve Martin. Mm, mm, anyway. Um <laughs> but wait, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, why does Batman need a, a bat spider? What was that thing, that mech? And why does he build a troop carrier for, he just for like has five people to ride away? The, yeah. Even the bat toys, like what? These were their little, their cool like bat vehicles. They're gonna unveil is a you bat can spider. Them. Yeah, like what? The, yeah. Like that. Like Batman, like, his superpower isn't that he's rich. It's that he's got cool gadgets and 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 nifty vehicles and stuff. And they have a bat mech spider that even like cyborg drives it like it's not even a bat thing it's just anybody could have brought along a, a little walking tank thing and let cyborg drive it and they fly like yeah. that bat I, I, I the troop carrier it can fly faster because of who's flying it 
see. Oh, right, right, because Cyborg can, like, amp it up with extra power. <laughs> that is yeah. like that line. Kelly, so you were Flash. I wrote the line down. The line wasn't – the line was, they don't contain power. They, they are, are power. power. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Batteries don't contain power. They are power. Right. Oh. So Markinson brings that up as well, and I love I, – I actually love Chris Markinson's emails. It made me laugh nonstop. Uh, because I, all I could think of was uh, was Steppenwolf's entrance is a cheap Loki entrance. Uh, he's got an axe instead of a spear. Right. There's three. Hey guys, I've got an idea. Instead of one cube, wait, three. Oh my so God. anyway, Marvel says uh, these these things are these mother boxes are super powerful. Wait, they don't contain power. They are power, but. They are central to the plans of the bad guy, and yet the heroes keep forgetting about them and ignoring them. Yeah, and and they keep losing to Steppenwolf till he has them all. Then they can, then they beat him. <laughs> this doesn't like, make any fucking sense. By scooching the boxes apart. Yeah, <laughs> they do nothing. Yeah, keep it moving. I guess Cyborg has to do some some hacking or something. Oh, I guess. fascinating they, stuff. Right. <laughs> well, well Marcus, Chris Markinson says the Amazon Queen thinks that one fallen soldier under a horse is important enough to stop focusing on the box. And then when they raise the dead spell on Superman, they don't care what happens with the other box that fell on top of a police car. We're just going to forget about that for a while. Yeah. (laughs) This this to me, I don't know if this is just me being picky and looking at a news crawl kind of thing, but there's the scene where um, uh, Cyborg and his dad, uh, that's Joe Morton, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Where, where Joe Morton and Cyborg are in the apartment, and Cyborg's in the shadows, and they have this long conversation uh, where we're supposed to find out the early stuff about Cyborg. In the background, there's a there's an oven, like a, a little stove with a digital readout on it, a clock. Did you guys notice that? Like, is it just me? No, I, I because didn't throughout throughout the scene, the clock just said. 12 o'clock like nobody ever set the time on it yeah. and i don't know if that was something intentional or if the prop people just put out an oven and nobody set the time on it but there was a clock an oven where the whole time the little red digital led readout was one two zero zero hmm. like nobody set a time on that i don't i don't maybe that was a character choice that they bought a new oven and didn't set the time on it but that was me being bored and looking to see because you know, like sometimes you'll watch for continuity right. for whether or not a clock moves. Yeah, it uh, always thought, punishes you for paying I thought attention. He was, gonna, he was just about to cook something that would take twelve minutes, and he hadn't hit start yet. And then his dad got there. Very good, Dingus. Right, he's going to put a pizza uh, in before. Right, exactly. Good. Dingus, you've cracked the code. Very good. Because right. his son's a microwave too. He has a microwave in his room. I felt really bad really for. Uh, Amy Adams, actually not Amy Adams. Oh I think God. I'm, I'm Diane, going around hey. to think she's pretty terrible. But her and Diane Lane had a scene uh, that felt like, hey, let's give let's give Lois uh, Lane and Martha Kent a scene that uh, just was painfully bad. That, uh, uh, what about when she calls herself Lois Lane, dedicated reporter? She calls herself. <laughs> I wasn't Lois Lane, dedicated reporter. Dedicated. <laughs> And when Batman goes, I don't need to recognize this world. I need to save it. (laughs) What the fuck? What does that mean? Why would he say that? It's so unmotivated. Kelly one writing. Jesus. (laughs) But they left that in. What was the line before that? I'm just curious what their first draft lines for those were. It's so fucking odd. And that's the thing. Like, you start paying attention just to make fun of it. 
because like, wait, Batman's going to say, like, I was, when Wonder Woman was doing that exposition, I really tried to pay attention. Like, all right, I'm going to see if any of this makes the slightest bit of sense. <laughs> and no, no clue. Did you like how they just threw in a random Russian family to root yeah. for, for civilians? But then presumably we later discovered there's buildings full of people that Superman has to fly out. Yeah. You I never see for sure. The Russian family was hiding the other cube. There must be some right. reason why those people are the so exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah why are we the coming back the, to this? The they bug cut spray away. and resolution. Did anything happen with that bug spray? <laughs> I don't remember a payoff for that. Yeah, it's a joke. I don't yeah. remember. The thing is, it's humor. The thing is, that's writing. That's humor. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's supposed to, the Legion of Bugs is supposed to be. Oh fuck, we're gonna need a supergroup for these guys. Oh shit. <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> Doomsday or whatever his fucking name was. Like, we only need Wonder Woman for that. Barely. Uh, and no, I, I had no, no idea. payoff for that opening video either. What the fuck is that opening podcast video? I Well, it made me think of the opening of Spider-Man Homecoming, where you, yeah. you real, where he's, it's just like his point of view on stuff. And I, I mean, I could, if I didn't hate the movie, I could see that working. Because at that point, okay, there were, there, like, I actually didn't mind that, except for the fact that it looked really weird. And I only found out after the fact about all that CG they had to do for the reshoots to cover Henry Cavill's uh, mustache. <laughs> um, I had no idea why he looked like that. He I, looked it, really weird, and I didn't know does. if we were going to discover that it was someone doing an animated Superman thing. or. But I liked, in theory – this idea that someone asked Superman, what's your favorite thing about Earth? And he considers it and he smiles it, about it, but then we cut before he answers it. And that's this cool idea that Superman has asked that and he has to think about it and he comes up with an answer, but we're not privy to it. We just know that he loves Earth and he's got an answer for that. I like that the writing of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sitting there watching it going, why does this look animated? Are we – you know, is this – are we going to find out people faked this after he was dead? Or, But it was just because of his mustache and the reshoots, I guess. Um, so that I kind of liked. Oh, uh, okay. The Easily. other thing I liked, and I brought this up in the Wonder Woman movie, I think the best thing about uh, Wonder Woman is that riff of music that Tom Holkenberg, uh, he, he scores mm-hmm. under the name Junkie XL, that he mm-hmm. wrote for Batman vs. Superman. It's called uh, Is She With You? And it's that great riff that they just yeah. – Patty Jenkins had no idea yeah. how to use that in the Wonder Woman movie. She squandered it. So here, you know, Zack Snyder, uh, you know, we get a cover of a Leonard Cohen song. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like that song. It's not as terrible as certain covers could be. So fine. Let's go with that. But then when the bank robbery starts, there's that, that Tom Holkenberg music, and I'm totally stoked for that. And I, I'm also, you know – Gal Gadot, I, I think she's way more fun to watch than these other putzes. I'm totally stoked to see her foil a bank robbery. But then that's all there was to that scene was that cool music. Uh, all the mechanics of the bomb and who were the bad guys and what did they want and what were the stakes. And, oh, this this is kind of a lame setup for her knocking bullets away. Uh, all of that, yeah, it was just ugh. But the but music, were- when it started, I, I was ready to go with whatever they wanted to do as long I, – I wanted a Zack Snyder – slow motion, look at Gal Gadot being sexy scene. And I didn't mm. even really get that. Get that. The music, yeah. Well, Junkie XL, uh, that's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tom Holkenberg's the guy's, mu- uh, the guy's name, and Junkie XL is what he, he scores. I think he's used his real name a few times. He did, his, like, well, his hundred. score was replaced as well by Danny Elfman. Well, no, he did. I'm just talking about that one little song. But that Wonder he did Woman a theme. score for this movie, and it was replaced by Danny Elfman's score. 
Oh, like he did the whole. Well, didn't uh, he do Batman vs Superman with Hans Zimmer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I think so he I did. Yeah. The, I think he I also did the score for this, and then it was replaced by Danny. Couldn't I tell you the first thing about the music in this? I did yeah. remember seeing Danny Elfman's name, though, Dingus. Yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing, uh, and I'd forgotten this. I remember seeing Junkie XL as as whatever that last like moody song was, that depressing song at the end. At the end of this movie. Yeah. There's a depressing song at the end of this movie. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. It's like. There's an end to this movie. Your your dog (laughs) dies, or your dad dies. It's just like sad girl singing a song. Song. Oh, oh, some emo kind of thing, huh? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I I thought I'd I thought I'd read that uh, that he had done the score, and then it was replaced by Danny Elfman's score. Elfman. But I love that riff. I love that riff so much, Tom. That I love that so much. Slim Pickens. <laughs> Wait, don't bring him into this Kelly wand. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's just a Tourettec response. What was that? Well, just saying, if that's your, if we're now fishing for things that are good, and, right, right, exactly. One, one. Wow. That one riff for two seconds was amazing. So going forward, there we have an an Aquaman movie, and that's it. Is there anything else? The Aquaman. It's and who's clean. directing that? Um, I don't know. Woody Allen. No, no, someone of note. Forget of note-ish. I forget Patrick who. Duffy. Oh, Kelly Wan, that's mean. Poor Patrick what? Duffy. That was mean. I mean, I guess they couldn't get the rights for uh, Aquaman, so they just called him the man from Atlantis. Ah. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite literary reference in this movie? Dostoevsky. Oh, I thought it would have been Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Does Flash know what Pet Cemetery is? The kids, Kiernan <laughs> get that reference? Yeah, he did. He knew, he knew what that, that was because you know we've introduced him to some Stephen King, and you and I have talked about this. Dead uh, Zone. Because he just read the Dead Zone, so he knew what Pet <laughs> Cemetery was. But when he says Dostoevsky, uh, Kiernan's like, "How would he know that word?" And then after the movie, I had to explain to him it's a dumb language joke, and he went, oh, "All right." Like Martha, Danya, yeah. Instead of less, yeah. Yeah, he knows Pet Cemetery, but not Dostoevsky. That's the Flash's. Yeah, that's a that's a reflection on my parenting. I realize this. Uh, The Aquaman movie is James Wan. Are you guys psyched? Oh, oh, the guy does didn't do seven. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, is there any other? I mean, Marvel has things announced several years down the line. Are there other DC movies announced down the line? Supposedly, well, now this might change everything because this movie kind of tanked but they were like affleck was going to do the batman oh right 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 yes and he bet he either bailed or got kicked from that or that got pulled out from under him or right or he doesn't want to do it anymore which is my suspicion but there's going to be a standalone uh harlequin movie in theory because she never liked right they're doing yeah yeah they're doing like a spin-off uh sort of a, a label for like villains or something like a joker movie that's right but imagine a cyborg movie. <laughs> I don't get that character. What I don't either. I don't get it. I never knew. I didn't know he. I never knew that character ever. Like I didn't even know his name. In when I was watching Batman v Superman, like who's that supposed to be? I've never heard of him. And that poor guy. I don't know. I don't. And the fact so that that it's his name. That that's that superhero's name is really weird to me. Like cyborg, something that. Oh whoa, what? Like that's something specific. Like that's like but, calling. 
But the it's, guy is just so bland. Yeah. It seemed like they were going for kind of a body horror angle, which I, in a decent movie could have been sort of What cool. are his character traits, his personality? Based on everything we see in this, well, there's this idea that his that like he's being programmed like this, there's this programming and alien technology like is that. just constantly updating him and he it's running away from him and that it's kind of like this progressive instead of a regressive cancer. Like I like that idea. Oh. And when he's talking to uh, who else is the accident? When he says we're the accident, who is it? Flash was Flash an accident? Yeah. Because anyway, there's Flash a scene where yeah yeah where they're talking. We're the accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that could have been kind of cool. Again, the movie would have to not suck, but that's this. That's a cool idea. Is that in this team of superheroes, a couple of them are the lab accidents, uh, and I like this idea that this technology is running away with it. Like that could be a really cool movie to make. It's kind of a, a society, a, a metaphor for what technology does in society, what it's doing to his right. body. But I don't think the movie had any sense for that, and I don't even know if that's part of the cyborg character in comics. But watching that, I was thinking, wow, that it's a shame that sucks because that could have cool stuff in it. Right. Instead, it just feels like you know he's got Windows updates set to automatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a super hacker, Dingus. He can hack anything. Like except, uh, him, except himself, sadly. Right. Right. So he's not a good hacker. Yeah, he can't like just say, I, you know, I want to be able to disallow any. I, I don't want to upgrade. <laughs> and Flash is a hacker too. That's another oh. stupid thing. Well, they're using Flash to jumpstart technology. Flash hack? Well, it isn't his thing web design, and then he he jump starts the oh, spaceship. Flash. No, 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 see, Aquaman. no, 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 right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because and Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman's powers are okay. He talks to fish, they make fun of it and never use it. Right. Uh, he can swim, they never use that. He's and he doesn't stop strong. the water very well because it seems no. like they get flooded out of that that tunnel anyway. Right, and in the fight, he just stabs a couple of things. With <laughs> the fight. But I don't know how strong he is. is. He how strong is he compared to Batman or Superman? He's strong. Oh, come Batman. on, look at those pecs, Kelly Wand. Uh, okay, I'll look at him. He does that Legolas surfing on the bug. That's pretty cool. Uh. <laughs> I need the Nightcrawler. So neither of you guys saw a movie called Bad Batch, did you, with Jason Momoa? No. No, it's in that. It's, a Netflix uh, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome chick named Suki Waterhouse that you should remember her name because you'll be seeing more of her. Uh, but she's great in it, and she's got some really cool scenes with Jason Momoa. And Jim Carrey, who has no lines, is really good in it. Uh, hmm. It's not a movie for Dingus. It is a movie for Kelly Wand. Uh, and Jason Momoa right. is a lot of fun in it. Um, huh. Bad okay. Bash. The it's Bad the chick, it's the, it's She's a Persian woman who did a movie called A, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, and it's her it's her second movie. Oh, okay. The director, you mean? Yep. Uh, Lily Amir Aminpour, I think is her name. Don't quote okay. me on that. Okay. Uh, I don't think I could. Uh, how do we feel about J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon? No, nope, <laughs> don't do that. Stop it. That's what? weird. Get get that totally out of there. I don't. Dumb. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. Go back to Snowman. Why well, isn't it Gary Oldman? Because no one from that trilogy is. It's I guess old. that would cross the universe wires, Kelly Wan. Just Gordon Levitt. All right. Well, really bothered uh, Kiernan, my son, that um, Flash from the series, which he really likes that series, that whoever that guy is, and I, I kept hearing him say the name, wasn't in this. You know, it's funny that uh, I, I think the studios, because they're different studios, have been very uh, vehement about, no, we're not these – are, these are separate universes. We're not crossing over. Right. And I bet at first – that was kind of a firewall 
to uh, to keep the the to have for cinematic quality in the movies. But I can imagine now the TV shows are kind of like we dodged that bullet. Yeah, <laughs> like I seriously. can imagine the TV shows. Those shows are popular. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're and they're TV and they're I imagine more modest. But uh, the, the, the the stink <laughs> of the DC brand, I don't think is going to mess up the TV shows. Like, yeah. quite, people think of those as something separate, and I think that's benefiting them at this point. And they have a more consistent tone. They're like CW TV shows, right? right. And like, and Green Arrow is the other one, and he talks softly because he's like a sniper, so he whispers and Flash talks really fast. <laughs> Wait, you watch these, Kelly Wand? <laughs> I was at my mom's, and she was. Uh-huh, sure. A couple of them. She was showing you a couple of them. Okay, okay, Kelly Wand. Flash's uh, girlfriend is hotty, super hot. Flash's is that, girlfriend. Is that Katie Lotz? Maybe. No, there's a woman named Katie Lotz I really like who's in one of those TV shows. Oh, she, yeah. I, I like her enough to almost consider maybe possibly at one time considering watching one of the episodes. That's as far she's as I'll go. pretty banging. And I was like, that's all she's in this episode? Oh, fuck. But like I guess Arrow is Flash's mentor or something. But Arrow's Green Arrow's not in this movie. Green Lantern, Green Arrow. What? What? Is there a connection? Huh? Arrows? <laughs> Lanterns? Amazons with arrows? Cuba and Paradise Island. Kelly Wan, who do you think would win in a fight between Hot Martha Kent and Hot Aunt May? Gal Gadot from behind. One, two, three, not only you and me, got one eighty degrees, and I'm cold in between counting. One, two, three. So normally at this point, we would do a three by three, but we are going to experiment with changing the format here. Uh, we're delaying our three by three for a dedicated three by three episode next week. Now, what we've thought about doing is uh, is splitting our movie discussion per se for a specific movie from our three by three discussions for a couple of reasons, uh, partly to give you guys shorter podcasts Um but also, it'll give you more time to write in for the 3 by 3s If you just want to hear us talk about our 3 by 3s you don't have to fast-forward through other stuff. We've got those episodes just for you. Uh, and we also have to think of fewer topics. We're, we're coming up on 500 episodes. And after 500 3 by 3s we're now doing things like uh, – Dingus, why don't you tell the listeners what next week's topic will be? Your favorite time when a character yells no. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it. You didn't say yell. I said your favorite use of the word no. Uh, I would prefer uh, it being one of those moments where a character yells no, but I would settle for just about anything. So, you know, you, you choose a good po- a good time to introduce this uh, this um, format change because my topic is, I admit, pretty dumb. We know that. Well, okay. uh, I like it. Yeah, here's the deal with the to- – the topics never matter. Three-by-threes have only ever been a reason for us to talk about just movies we want to talk about. Uh, and when people get thrown in jail, that's fine. They still get their voice. They still get to say what they want to say like about whatever movie man. they want to say about. You know, I use them to talk about Jaws every now and then. Dingus will just bring up Midnight Run for any Zap. old three-by-three. Favorite movie without Charles Gro- Gordon, Groden. Dingus Gordon. submitted <laughs> – Commissioner Grodin, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, those are going to be standalone episodes now, um, which means you're going to hear less Britney Spears. I apologize. She'll be making less money from us paying the licensing fee. 
So uh, I hope she can get by during in these austere times. Her best uh, days are still ahead of her. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Sure, she's got plenty of great tunes coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so join us next week for a podcast of our favorite uh, uses of the word no. Uh, and then after that, of course, there's this uh, Star Wars Ultimate Jedi movie coming out. We'll be seeing that and talking about that. Uh, Did you say Star Wars Ultimate Jedi? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, how else are you supposed to parse that title? Last is Ultimate. There can't That's be any point. more afterwards. Yeah. yeah I, guess, I guess the last one would be the penultimate Jedi. Right? It's the penultimate episode. <laughs> mm, that's not true either. That's a good point. Yeah. So uh, if you've got any uh, uses of the word no, uh, and you've had plenty of time because we had some weird scheduling things, send those into 3x3 at quarter3.com. And then next week we'll remind you when you see Star Wars, send us a few comments about it. We want to know what you think. So join us for that. Uh, all right, so thank you guys so for listening. Just to yes. be clear, we're yes. not doing a movie next the, this coming week. We we're are doing nine. Doing we're doing nine movies next week. Not a right. movie thing is we're doing yeah. nine movies. Unless there's some overlap, there could be fewer than nine. I should point. All out. right, uh, very good. Because we know yes, there's not that many movies. Next week we're just starting with the three by three, and uh, we're seeing it all the way through. All right, and then we'll announce the three by three, and we'll be plugging it for the ideas we're going to do. Uh, the 3x3 three three is the last episode of every month. So throughout the month, we'll be explaining to you, remember, here's a 3x3. Three three, think of some great ideas. Uh, you'll have plenty of time to send those in, and we'll save them up and then do them at the end of the month. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Moraki. It's Christian Moraki. And Kelly Wand. I'll sit on Wonder Woman's rope if she sits on me. Hey, do you think Cyborg uh, can crush Batman's car into a cube? I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. He's back, but he's not all right. Ugh. Resurrected in a dark tower way? What's on your weird mind? (laughs) Uh, On it. In it. Bad boy water!